What is he doing? I was rolling over the freaking um, uh, wiring, so ah. make sure I didn't mess it up. And that's how you start a podcast. Classic. People are going to love to hear that. Yeah. They're really going to love it. Maybe we start it by welcoming the new co-host. Hey, hello, classic. <laughs> How's it going? The boys Hi. are all here. We're, We're here, back We're in town. Queer, get used to it. God damn it, Jay. no. Hold on no. a second. Nope. Okay, <laughs> okay. So clear, clear objections there. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is episode forty-nine of NB. Yay. Yay. Don't I don't get the You'll pick, no, up, You'll pick up on it. You'll In pick all up honesty, on it. Matt, Matt never did it. He Matt didn't do it. He either. always just gave us it's looks true. like, you fucking idiots. It's true. Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 49. Has there ever been a number 49 of mention that's worth mentioning in NBA history? NBA history, number 49. I feel like we should come prepared for yeah, these. Yeah, probably. Dennis Rodman probably wore like number 49 at, he, at some point. He definitely in his wore career. a lot of nines. Like um, he wore weird numbers. Like. That's true. 49? What do you got, Nikki? I don't know. I'm gonna George Mikan, I think, wore number 49. I think that was a 99, too. Shandon. I'm, I'm just making this Shandon up. Anderson. Shandon Anderson. Shandon Anderson. Of the course. Utah Jazz. There you yeah. go. And then, and, then, and then Mel McCants. Yep. The nope. Lakers in the 90s. Nope. Oh, you of mean course. Mel, no, remember Mel McCants? You, you think, no? I think you mean Rashad McCants. Rashad cool. McCants? Fun fact, I own no, Rashad says, yeah. McCants uh, Timberwolves jersey. I have no idea where it is, but I went to a Timberwolves game in 2009, and they were on sale in every sporting goods store for like $15. I was going to say, nobody <laughs> Rashad McCants doesn't own a Rashad McCants jersey. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, welcome back, y'all. Um, boy, are the, the playoffs are heating up. Um, last night, the uh, Celtics came back, won 96-83 versus the Cavs. They mm-hmm. now have a 3-2 lead in this series. Jason Tatum, great game, buddy. Great freaking game. Uh, people are saying that the Cavs kind of gave up last night. Um, there was one very long uh, scene of LeBron drinking a lot of water. Can we just talk about how much water he was just chugging down? It was an entire, like, it was like a large Fiji bottle. I mean, he sweats like fucking crazy he during does. the game, so it makes sense. He does. I looked like me on a Friday morning at work when I've gone out all night <laughs> on a Thursday. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess the question that I had for you guys is... Um, do we think that the Cavs, because it seems like this is happening a lot this playoffs, where the team that goes down by a lot, because we'll, we'll talk about this later, but there's only been one game that hasn't been a blowout. I think two. Because mm, the, uh, oh no, I no, guess that. I every guess game that, except for the Rockets-Warriors game, game last wasn't week. It wasn't a blowout, wasn't really close either. Like right. I never felt like it was close. Yeah, that's true. It didn't yeah. feel very and it, close. It was, it, when I say it wasn't a blowout, it was a, it was a nine-point victory. And yeah. it should have been an 11-point victory, arguably. But um, I guess so. One of the things that seems to be a commonality in this playoffs is like the team that goes down fast coasts. Or have you? Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into this shit. Have you guys noticed the same thing? I think the Cavs coast. Yeah, it felt that way, right? I feel like Boston might just be so young that they don't know what to do when they're when they're like down in a series. Like maybe I just, that's yeah, true. Like I think that I, mean, I think the Cavs coast though. They they are the team that came back from being down 22 against uh Philly. So true. I think that's that's they clearly don't have a <laughs> they don't too, have an off button. They're too stupid um, to give up, I guess. Right, which is that's nice. Um but yeah, it's like there was there was points in the game where it was just like one, the Cavs rotations were weird. Like Kyle Korver didn't play as much, nearly as much as J.R. Smith who's been basically a nothing this entire playoffs. Um but yeah, like it just there was there was parts of the games where it just felt like people are already talking shit about how how the Cavs don't cover a lot of the court, um, but for whatever reason it's just like 
last night it really, really felt like the Cavs were like, you know what? We'll get them. Uh, we'll get them when we get go back to Cleveland. Yeah, when we go back. To when we go back to Cleveland. We'll get them. Which we'll they just pro- take they, this night off. They probably will. But yeah, I watching that game very very quickly. It seemed it seemed a lot like game one where you were like, okay, it's a little com- competition. And then you're like, all right, this doesn't seem that competitive anymore. Yeah, uh, and then a little bit of game two as well. But it was it it was I don't know. I, it was interesting watching it. Um, I did enjoy. I I got to give it up to Larry Nance Jr. He seemed to play his ass off a little I'm bit. I'm glad they're giving him minutes. Yeah, finally, because he's he is. Uh, I mean, I think he's fucking putting effort, which is nice because not not I don't not everybody else is. They needed something else out of it because, like, I mean, it was another one of those games where, you know, LeBron did his LeBron thing, and then yeah. Kevin Love had I think fourteen shot like six of thirteen from the floor. Yeah, and, and he then had like seventeen or something. Everybody like that. else 14. was a big fat nothing. Tristan Whole Thompson had nothing. one point. Uh, George Hill had what seven points. Uh, and Jr. continues to be a nothing. Um, it just it just shocks me hey, that like our, our boy Jeff Green had eight points. Oh god! <laughs> oh, man. See, that's I bad. I'm not gonna get into that's that. Bad. I hate that guy. When that <laughs> guy, <laughs> I mean, he Jay, Jay's not a huge fan. Of his Jeff either. Green was the third leading scorer for the Cavs last night. That's bad. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really terrible. fucking bad. Um, for sure. But yeah, it just wasn't another one of those games where Boston's defense just clamored down, and a lot of people thought that they would have a good game going back home because like. It's hard to go on the road, especially as a young player, especially as a rookie mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. So there's just like a comfort level when they go back home. Um, and it clearly shows. I mean, the 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 outcome is is clear as day. I mean, yeah. no team has lost on the road. I mean, pardon me, one on the road in this this uh, this and in this matchup. Thus yeah. Far. And that's how it was in the uh, when they played the Bucks. No team won an away game. It was all home games. That right, they won. right, right, right. Uh, and and also against the the Sixers, they never lost a home game. They literally Celtics every time they're at home, they won. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be nice. To I see. would love. I don't know why I haven't gone to see a big game in Boston. I've been there. I, I, I was there. Uh, you know what? That's why. Because I was there in February and they weren't. They weren't playing. That's why. That yep, I answered my own question. Good job, Jay. Um. So ultimately. Do we think that last night's game is kind of one of those trend-setting games where, I guess the question is, do the Celtics finish this off in Game Six? No, no, yeah, no. I, 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 hey, I said going to seven games, which I'm gonna feel bad for the Celtics because if it's the first time that they lose at home, it would make sense because it's, it's gonna be in a Game Seven. Well, that's why, LeBron like, James. there's just like this LeBron narrative where he wins at home and then he just crushes the spirits of the Boston faithful. Yeah. Like in game seven, yeah. that's what exactly what will you happen. I, mean? I guarantee it, just, it. it feels almost inevitable. They need to like the Celtics need that's, to win. So this, this is one. the question that keeps getting thrown around because like it got thrown around in the Warriors Rocket series, and now the question is, who has more pressure in Game Six, the Celtics or the Cavs? I feel like it's sadly the Celtics. I think so. I think the Celtics too. Right? Like it, if you don't close LeBron out now, you fuck. good luck closing him out in fucking Game Seven. Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't want any part ask, of that. Ask the same thing uh, to the Pacers. Yeah, it's gonna you know? be uh, it's gonna be interesting. So okay, I guess so. Unanimously, we think that the Cavs will pull it out. I hope they don't, but I think they will. So let's say that the Cavs, let's say that the Celtics win this series. Do we think that this team, as currently constructed, matches up well against the winner of the Warrior Rockets series? If they have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, but Stop. it's just that's, I mean they it, they do if they have those two guys, but with the, the roster that they have now that they're forced to play, no. The one so here here's here's the only caveat to that. I think if the Rockets can pull this series out against the Warriors, that's actually a very entertaining yes. series because the Rockets do like to play small. The only big guy that they really have is Clint Capella. So from a matchups perspective, it's going to be hard to figure out who you're going to put on James Harden and who you're going to put on, Chris, on Paul. Chris Paul. But like 
Marcus Smart is going to get up in, in either one of those guys. You're going to have Ooh. somebody who can get in there and play some defense, even putting like Shemi for a couple of minutes just to like throw him at James Harden. They, they have a lot of different people that they can give looks yeah. at, at James Harden and Chris Paul. That series intrigues me a lot more than them going up against the Warriors. Yeah. And I was going to say Marcus Smart versus Chris Paul. Ooh, that sounds like so much fun. fun. Somebody's going to fight. Oh, Ooh. somebody's going to, yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to hit him, somebody. Him and PJ Tucker are going to fight. They're yeah. going to get oh, into it. I forgot about PJ Tucker there yeah. too. Oh, PJ, man. PJ Tucker's going to get into it. It's about to be. Yeah, that's actually, you made a pretty good point. Point though, like the like, if they play the Rockets, like yeah, they probably match From up a well. Matchup perspective. Yeah. And in all honesty, like I'm just kind of expecting the Warriors to win. So when you say do they match up, I'm like yeah. If they have these other two superstars and they're playing the Warriors, sure. Right. I didn't really consider the Rockets a matchup because I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, in all honesty, so I mean that's kind of a good segue here. Is you know we the the Rockets. So Tad and I watched the game the other night together, and Cute. that sounded romantic. Um, it was kinda, cool. It was whatever. It was pretty romantic. Which game was, was? Did you guys watch? Uh, well, game four when they won. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the most recent, yeah, the okay. most recent one. Nice. Uh, awesome. Coronas and tacos. And That's true. It was a nice little time. That sounds yeah. like a nice night. Both yeah. of our feet were out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> Lauren, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, nonetheless, um, so I, tell me. I mean, I. When they won, like when the buzzer went off in the fourth quarter, I was like, oh shit, they won. Look at that. <laughs> it just, it was a weird game. We literally, I think, said that out loud to each other. It kept other. happening where it's just like they, they, they went on a run and like KD did not have a great game. And when no. Clay went down with his, with his knee injury, mm-hmm. he just, he wasn't the same. He had a couple shots and he was still, he's still doing Clay shit, but like it wasn't, he wasn't as effective as he was. Or as he has been, and they clearly missed Iggy. Yeah. Like, oh man, like, did they miss a him a lot? Like a guy who can defend the perimeter and hit the hit the occasional three. Like you're not gonna replace him with Swaggy P. You're just not. Yeah, and we were talking about this on the way here. And they gave some minutes to uh, more minutes to Looney, and they also gave a, a couple to Jordan Bell. I think Jordan Bell actually played pretty good in Game Four. He they needed him. They needed him because like Kevon Looney has been good for them, but he's a nothing on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Bell's not the answer to their questions. Like Mm-mm. he's not the answer to their problems. They need. Especially if Clay's going to be out too, like it seems he's like in, he's in. Yeah, he's so in, yeah. declared him in. But if he's just like if he's like sixty percent Clay and not like eighty percent Clay, yeah, I actually think that helps. You think that I, helps I, the Warriors? I actually think that helps the Warriors, and I'll tell you why. You made a note of it when we were watching the game the other night. They've been doing this thing recently, like where they try to get him going, like in the beginning, like they're like kind of feeding him and trying to get him going. And I think with him like not at a hundred percent, they're going to move away from that and actually get. Curry and KD more shots and, and better looks and kind of run the flow of the offense through yeah, those two guys initially. That can be a backbreaker. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, the, the Rockets have shown that they're going to, you know, get back up and keep punching, but I honestly think it could be a benefit. It might not be. I could be completely wrong. Clay Thompson is a good basketball player, but <laughs> it's like, not, it's not bad. but, not bad. you know, I, I think it'll actually help. So, this series after game one just seemed like a done deal. And then game two, they lost. Game three, they came back and won. Game four, they just didn't look the same. Ultimately, like, who do you think is to blame for the mishappenings to this point? Like, is it is it a clear this person? Is it injuries? Is it Steve Kerr? Um, like, what do you think has contributed to them maybe having these very I, up and down games? I, I think actually what it is more is the two games that they've won, the, the Rockets, like, their team, it, like, fell apart. Game one, it was literally just James Harden. Then game two came in, P.J. Tucker 
put some effort in there. Uh, Eric Gordon played really well. Chris yeah. Paul did great. Game three, they all shat the bed. Right. Game four, they all did great again. Yeah. So I actually think it was the reason they're whooping so much ass on the two games they won is because the Rockets sucked. Yeah. But and Chris Paul when, wasn't even that great in game four. So no. if, if they can get a good Chris Paul performance, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, if if Iggy's not healthy and he doesn't play the rest of the series, and Clay Thompson is a a shell of himself, I just have this suspicion that like they're. There's a there's a potential there for them to especially if KD plays like he did in game 4 for one more game like you're talking about some real pressure here. Now this game this game the Rockets have to win tonight. They have to win tonight because you do not want to go back to Golden State. Is nope. it a, um, I'm going to steal a little bit from the boys at Barstool, but is it a is it a must win or a, is it a can't lose? It's ooh good question. Uh I'm going to say it's a I'm going to say it's a I'm going to say it's a must win. I'm going to say it's a must win because if they win this game, even if they go back to Golden State and they lose, game seven is back home. And yeah. I, I like the home cooking. Now, this has been one of those series where Warriors won one at home, lost one at home. Mm-hmm. Rockets won one at home, lost, lost one at home. Yeah. So there's no clear home court advantage, but I still feel like if I'm the Rockets, I... I need to win tonight because if we lose game six, at least we know we're going home for game seven. Now the Rockets yeah. fans suck. Uh, yeah. They do. They, 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 had do. To send they're, they're a, they had to send an email out to all the Rockets fans to ask them to but be there an hour before the game so that they could start getting excited. Like the well, Rockets fans historically have been good, but this not, current rocket fan last year, is not dur- great. last year during the playoffs, they were doing like $1 beers, pops, hot dogs, and I think popcorn or something that that for the entire hour leading up to the game, up to tip off. Tad would be all Yo, and then, dollar hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and then apparently it was like once it was in the first quarter, they were doing everything was five dollars. And then once it was uh, the second quarter, everything went back to normal pricing so they can get motherfuckers in the seats because people in Houston just don't care about showing up at the beginning of the game. Yeah. You give me it's, dollar hot dogs, I'll show up two hours early. Yeah. Hell, I'll show up midday. I'll leave my job. And I'll, I'll sit at the arena until Sorry, it's boss. dollar hot dogs. Just right, you just write, write in the freaking door, right in the doorway. And just <laughs> I'll like, be right just there. Look right at the bus. They're like, you understand. Yeah. It's, it's dollar hot dogs. Yeah. You're just like, you, guys said you, you guys said you open up in at three? All right. Three. Well, it's uh, 245. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. If you guys want to let me in early, <laughs> you could let me in early. I'm not going to say you don't, like, you don't have to. Uh, but. So... Tad found an interesting tweet uh, that I thought we could have a discussion about. It's an interesting idea. So the tweet was, if you had to take two rosters in the NBA to create like the super roster, basically, to beat the Golden State Warriors, what two teams' rosters do you pick? I feel like the obvious answer would be like Celtics and Rockets. Because uh, the one thing the Rockets are kind of like definitely in need of are tall very athletic people who can defend and hit threes because they only have like two of those. Uh, we thought they had more, but in the playoffs is showing that they don't. The But the Celtics have a fuck ton of those. But I think a more fun answer uh, would be like the Pacers because they're also too dumb to quit. And <laughs> um, not, yeah, you know what? The Raptors because LeBron James won't be in the game, so they'll be fine. Interesting. So my answer was Boston and Minnesota. Ooh, that'd oh. be fun. Let no. me let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> Ted, like, let, me, let me explain. Hey. Uh, we love Minnesota on this That's podcast. That's true. You better oh, learn this. I, I did. I did <laughs> know that. I, I listened to this before. I I got. A, I did know that. So um, I I do not. Let I, me explain. <laughs> I do not love Tom Thibodeau. For those of you keeping score, at I didn't home. say I want Tom Thibodeau as coach. I still want Brad Stevens. No, as we coach. still definitely want Brad but Stevens. The rosters. I would love to see like Jimmy Butler, Cat, 
Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford on in the same lineup. Man, that's a big ass lineup. But you could have that with the Pelicans, and you could have Anthony Davis. I you I wouldn't even play DeMarcus Cousins. Like, are we? A, that's the other question. Part of this question. Oh, good question. Do we get a healthy? Like, do you get a fully healthy lineup? I'm gonna say you're you're choosing the. I'm I'm gonna say you're choosing the roster that they ended the season with to make this fun. Okay. I I like that better because I I easily if I had the Celtics and the Pelicans, I'd run the Warriors out of the gym in seven games. I'd beat them in four games. With with uh, three cola. So who's your so your your scoring option number one is obviously um, Anthony, Davis. Anthony Davis, and then number two is Jason Tatum. Yeah, probably right. Maybe Drew Holiday or Jalen. Maybe yeah. Jalen's yeah. having a fucking phenomenal playoffs. I just like the idea of like Jimmy Butler and the rest of the Celtics defense mixed with Cat as like scoring option number two. I, yeah, I mean, that, that. What, Andrew Wiggins is what like your fifth or sixth option on that. He team? might be like, my seventh option. On that that's team. like, like that's, for yeah. me. For me, Andrew Wiggins is behind Jalen Brown one hundred percent. He's behind Marcus Smart, frankly. Oh, oh yeah. um, come on! Somebody said I saw I saw a tweet yeah. the other day. It was like, uh, Marcus Smart is great at bad basketball. He is awful at good basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, because like the other day I was like when when they lost the other day in Cleveland, you're watching the game and you're like. God, they need him for that defensive spark, but boy, is he a fucking just headache on the offensive end. Just like bad passes, poor shot selection. He's just really, really tough to watch, but he also just, he ignites them. He just gives them this yeah. spark. It's, it's, it, you just kind of, you love to, you love to. You know what he is? He's like the Rudy of the team. Everyone's just like, yeah, <laughs> yo, look, he made one play. Yeah. He's, he's That's like, how it is. so here's a question. This is, I guess this is a hard question to answer because you have to know like all time Celtics history. But like, where does Marcus Smart rank on like the best defensive players in Celtics history? Ted, because I don't know that answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> keeping in mind that you've had guys like Tony Allen and you've had guys like Kevin Keel and Robert Parrish, Avery Bradley, Avery Bradley. Like he's a, a better defender than Avery Bradley. I completely agree with that. What uh, about Tony a, Allen? He's a good one. No. Now let's say I'm Tony talking Allen Celtics. Is Celtics. Tony the Allen, greatest perimeter defender in NBA history. I agree. I agree. Our, maybe Mark Price is better than Tony Allen. <laughs> Craig Elo. Sure. No question. Yeah, but it's just like Marcus Smart is just one of those guys where it's just you, you, you hate to love him and you love to hate him. It's just as a fan, as a fan of the team. I actually remember when he was a sophomore. He came out, I think, after his junior season uh, from Oklahoma State. And I remember when he was a sophomore uh, at Oklahoma State and people were predicting him in the top five. And Orlando Magic fans were legitimately – like there was a huge debate about like is this who we want to draft if he comes out do we want him people were like like it was crazy like all of our like message boards like real yeah. gm and twitter and uh the subreddit and all this you know all these crazy places uh people really liked him i was really high on him and now i'm like holy shit could you imagine if we had drafted that guy with like the second pick <laughs> like what a terrible draft pick that would have been but he's so good in what he does like he fills his role and plays his part so well like if he was on a trash team like imagine if he played for the lakers yeah like he doesn't rough. fit like no. but the celtics team is young they're scrappy although although if he was on the Lakers, because he got drafted the same year as Julius Randle, so they drafted him right after Julius, or yeah, right after Julius Randle. Right, he went fifth, right? I think he went seventh. Julius Randle went fourth. No, you can fa- yeah, I'm pretty sure. Did he I'll, go I'll that high? I want to say Julius Randle went eighth. Give no, Julius Randle went seventh. Marcus Smart went eighth. I want to say. I'm fairly certain that Julius Randle went seventh. I'm I'm fact checking. 
I don't. I I'm, could, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I don't think he went that high. Like I don't even know. But I none thought the, he went fourth. Nonetheless, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, is, like I said, he went seventh overall. That's what I was trying to tell you. He, he was the seventh, seventh pick. Son of a bitch. And Marcus Smart went eighth. That's what I just said. Yeah, no, he didn't, though. That's, that's recording. Uh, Jay does a really good, like, I do a really good impersonation of Jay. <laughs> so if you thought that Jay said yep, that, it, yep, wasn't, it was That me. was a really good me. Uh, but no, like, if the Lakers take Marcus Smart, it doesn't win them any games, right? So it doesn't make them substantially better. And neither does Julius Randle, frankly. Yeah, but if we just assume that they get to where they are now and they have Lonzo next to Marcus Smart, I kind of love that. I kind of love that's, that. That's a real good defensive team. But, ooh, boy, them three-point numbers. <laughs> uh, they're bad. They're God really damn. bad. Um, that would be so bad. So, speaking of um, bad Orlando Magic point guards, um, and frankly, <laughs> Marcus Smart would have been better than this gentleman. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I'll stand by that. Alfred Payton cut his hair. Yeah. yeah. He cut his hair. About fucking time. He cut his hair. Boy, uh, he looked, and he looks terrible cool. before. He looks so much better now. <laughs> I... Hate that guy. So, for the listeners who don't know, Tad is a—he's an Orlando Magic fan, um, and he's got a lot of opinions on Alfred Payton. And this is the one and only opportunity you get to talk about him, Tad. We traded two first-round picks <laughs> to get him. One of those first-round picks, we drafted Dario Saric. Oh, I know. And then traded him and a pick for Alfred Payton. Then, then we decided, well, he can't share. He can't share a backcourt with Victor Oladipo because neither of them can shoot. So we bet on Alfred Payton and traded Victor Oladipo for I'm, I'm fuck Serge Ibaka. Like we <laughs> traded him for Serge Ibaka, who we then shipped off for like Terrence Ross, who I really like. I think he's actually a pretty pretty good player. I think he'd be. I wish he played for a better team because I, I really appreciate. The <laughs> oh, way well, he, he did. He did. It was they were called the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, got traded. Uh, I yeah. I, I I wish he played played for a better team. But uh, and then we literally shipped Alfred Payton off for a fucking second round draft pick. Our backup point guard is Sheldon Mack, and I would rather have him. Then Alfred Payton, he's garbage. Hey, now you do. <laughs> you got what right. you wanted, buddy. Um, so the ultimate question is: Does the lack of hair help his field goal percentage Probably in the not. coming season? Maybe because he can see, and he's going to be lighter. <laughs> that hair was that. It was heavy. It looked heavy. It looked heavy. It looked very heavy. I think you know what he thought to himself: The weekend cut his off. It's about time I cut mine off. I literally tweeted that at him. <laughs> oh, did you? Really? I literally tweeted at him like when he still had the hair and was like, dude. The weekend cut his hair, bro. It's probably time. <laughs> I didn't get a response. He might have blocked me on Twitter. I wonder I how know. many people tweeted him and they're like, you fucking biter. You fucking stealing the weekend swag again. You're cutting your hair down. Oh, All right, Starboy. Um, oh, you said Starboy. I was just about to go, who gonna pray for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talked about Cat a little bit earlier um, and some reports came out this week. That there's some trouble in Minnesota. Meow. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That was good. Sorry. That was good. Uh, yes. I like that. I like yeah. that. Meow. <laughs> uh, so reports have come down where basically Cat is not happy with his situation right now in Minnesota. Seems to be some turmoil between him and the front office, a.k.a. Tom Thibodeau. Seen this before. Um, and basically he's been... I think he tweeted out a picture of him in a Phoenix Suns jersey and Devin Booker uh, commented on it. Then uh, immediately after, Zach Levine tweeted a picture of him in a Bulls jersey. Um, <laughs> yes, a Bulls jersey. Yeah. Did you see the actual picture? No. Zach Levine uh, just did like the your phone edit oh, and then yeah. just painted the jersey red and then wrote Bulls on it. Classic. <laughs> so thanks, 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 Zach. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, so good. Um, so He was an art major. 
college. Did you know that? Was he really? No, I just made that up. It sounds uh, like it would be true, right? It does sound like it would be true. Because I, you said that, and I did go to an art school, and I was like, yeah, you can totally not have to worry about school but with an art degree. That's cool. you definitely be checked out. You're, that's kind of the perfect degree for a future NBA player. Yeah. Uh, an just, art degree. You don't got to do shit. And, like, art is subjective, so mm-hmm. if like nobody can really say that it sucks because it's subjective. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, a report also came out. Basically, Minnesota was like, if it came down to it, we would keep Cat and part ways with the front office. Again, a.k.a. Tom Thibodeau. So, yeah. guys, what the fuck is happening in Minnesota? They just had their best season since 2003. Tom Thibodeau is so, so overrated by Bulls fans. The only people that love Tom Thibodeau are Bulls fans. And look, I get it. Hey, hey, hey. He, Celtics fans love his defense. That's true. Thoughts. That's true. Okay. All right. So, here's the problem. Here's why the Timberwolves are in this little predicament. Kevin Garnett in. loves him. Because Cat. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Wiggins and probably some other people on that team, I don't think really like Jimmy Butler. Completely agree. I think Jimmy Butler rubs people uh, the wrong way. And I think Taj Gibson kind of piles on with that. And I think the problem is that Tom Thibodeau tried to turn them into his Bulls team. Denver Bulls. That was, uh, you know, good like five years ago. (laughs) I mean, Jimmy Butler is still a pretty pretty good player. But Taj Gibson, like, what the hell, man? Dude, Taj Gibson had a phenomenal They got somebody else too, right? They've got Uh, somebody else. They had Derrick Rose. (laughs) And Derrick Rose, yeah. Oh, I forgot they have Derrick Rose. Oh my god! Oh, he'll be coming back next year. I guarantee that. I'm sure. So my 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 like my suspicion is like so. Tyus Jones and Cat are cool, and uh, they all are pretty much. So Jimmy Butler comes in, who basically plays the same exact position as Andrew Wiggins. So, but you understand that trade. They need to make that trade, and then as the season goes on, they bring in Derrick Rose, who basically takes Tyus Jones minutes. Um, and Tyus Jones was having a really really solid season, and at some points was starting over. Uh, Jeff Teague because Jeff Teague was a weird fit for them. So that was a bat. They got. I like. There was a weird signing. There was a weird signing. Game a lot, but he's got to play somewhere. Where it was. He, he it was on. Yeah. It was on. As it was like it was just didn't make any sense as a fit. They got to get rid of Jeff Teague. Uh, I would have. I mean, I know it's a stupid idea, but I would have no problem Tyus Joe starting with the rest of those dudes. Yeah, he, he, he did. And he's, they, he's he just did, fine. and they did amazing. He's, he'd be good as their starting point guard. Yeah. I think they need to get themselves. Derrick Rose is their sixth. Man. I think You're they need to call. I think they need to call like Milwaukee. Or Portland and be like, yo, CJ for Andrew Wiggins and a pick. Who says no? I do if I'm the Portland Trailblazers. I don't want Andrew. I, I'm i not big Andrew Wiggins I'm not a big guy. Andrew Wiggins fan Is either. anybody a big Andrew Wiggins guy? No, but you're Andrew getting a Wiggins pick out is. of them. That's true. That's true. And Cat, <laughs> apparently. Um, it's just a weird... Like, that team on paper should have been so much better this year. Even when Jimmy went down, they still should have been substantially better. But it was also weird to think that, like, even if they hate Jimmy Butler, you ended up realizing they were the third seed... Strictly because, strictly, simply because of Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler carried them this entire season. And they almost got kicked out of the playoffs, and then he came back and dragged them back into the playoffs. That being said, Jimmy starting to... I love Jimmy when he was here. I really did. Now, towards the end of his career here, he definitely started to become a bit of a prima donna. And he's starting to get this, like, Kobe-like vibe where he's like, you don't work as hard as me, and that makes me angry, so I don't like you. And that... I struggle with that because, like, it, leaders don't. I feel like leaders don't do that. You can do it when you're Kobe, no, and and Jordan. I mean, in my opinion, Jimmy Butler is a top ten player in this league. Mm-hmm. Like when he's healthy, two way star, two way star, twenty plus point, point per game score can lock down anybody on the perimeter. I don't know if I could. I don't. I want to disagree with you. I really do. I don't know if I can off the top of my head. Like I'd really have to run through who I think the best players in the league he's, are like I'd have to dive into he's it. better than DeMar DeRozan 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's better we than DeMar DeRozan. Earlier today. Personally, I take him over Clay. Yeah, I guess yeah, I could. I'd probably Maybe. Think I, I, that's tough. That, that that's a tough, tough one. one right? That's a tough one, one, right? Same position. We just spent like six seconds of silence. You know that's a tough uh, one. Yeah, I mean, like, you're probably right. What about Dame? You take Jimmy over Dame? Yeah, I do. And I love I love Dame. I love Dame, but I take Jimmy over him. Yeah. The list is getting smaller. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was saying I would take Damian Lillard over Jimmy Butler. Oh, see, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because well, you're entitled to your own opinion. Just because you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But for, from my perspective, Jimmy gives you the. He, he fills the scoreboard just as much as Dame can, but he also helps you on the defensive end. I think Jimmy shot hunts sometimes, though. I agree with that. Oh, That's yeah. Sometimes, like, I think, like. I went to a lot of Bulls games when they were bad because it was cheap. Like, sure. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I'll go watch him play the uh, the Knicks, whatever, 10 bucks. <laughs> so I watched him like kind of, he tended to shot hunt sometimes. And maybe that was because that team was bad. And he, But he still does it a little bit on the, the Timberwolves. But, you know, I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because... Like they like Andrew Wiggins is like not that good of an offensive player. Uh, like he's they, very they, yeah. Like he's he, very. They limited. gotta have somebody do it, and like Cat yeah. can be kind of passive sometimes. I, think. I completely so, agree. You know, I can forgive him a little bit, but I do. I think he shot hunts sometimes. Um, but he's, I mean, he's a great player. Like I have, I like I respect him a lot as a basketball sure. player. I think I reckon I'd love him if he was in Orlando. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, he's yeah, he's a, he's a borderline top ten back, guy. Man. You know, like you could say, I'd say like. I'll, I'll meet you halfway here and say he's a top 12 player. <laughs> like, you know, I'll take it. Like, give me a little wiggle room. It's my favorite yeah. number. So, but like ultimately it comes down oh, to Tibbs. Wait, hold on. I just have a real quick thought. Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook. Um, I take Jimmy Butler. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I, was wow. say, I think I would take Jimmy Butler. Oh man. You want to talk about a shot hunter, a stat hunter, Russell yeah. Westbrook. I would take Jimmy Butler. I have such a weird so do I. I relationship know with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like I feel like the I, entire world who pays attention to the NBA. We, does. We, I talked about this with Eric G. Who was well, on the except for Russell Westbrook. Ago. Russell Westbrook is definitely yeah, he very himself. against himself. Wait, what? Uh, no. <laughs> but like, uh, like I talked about this with Eric G. A couple weeks ago, and it was just like regular season Russ is. You just love him. You love watching it. Phenomenal. You really do. And then playoff Russ just gets to this point where it just makes you sick. It makes you sick to watch him play basketball. I think what the Thunder should do is. Uh, all of their practices, let Russell Westbrook practice just with a bunch of cones, and then let everyone else practice without Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that way, when when the when the actual playoffs then they come know what in, to do. also no ball. So they, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, no ball. I was just about to say that. <laughs> That's ultimately the way they have to do that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's no way that Minnesota trades cat. There's Hell no fucking, fucking no. way. There's you know, he's a he's a franchise he's player, a generational type of talent. Um, he is their. They future. need to bring Kevin Garnett back. Because I would Kat love to see him. In. I don't think he wants to though. I don't, I don't think like, he wants to be in that type of role. I, don't, I doubt it. Maybe just make him head coach. You just yell at it. Like think how how good would you be if Kevin Garnett Ooh, yelled at you every day? I don't know. Man. You know, well, Kevin Garnett Jimmy has Butler, and, Jimmy Butler problem. I was yeah. say Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau yells at them all day, yeah, and all they do is but complain Jimmy, about I think it. Jimmy loves Tom, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they have a great Tom. relationship. Great relationship. Like, yeah. he changed his career. He gave he was the first guy to give him a shot. It's the thirtieth pick overall in the draft. Yeah, that was Marquette. Pretty great. Uh, so speaking of uh, generational talent, 
Um, story came out this week that the Spurs are planning to offer Kawhi a Supermax. There's been a lot of weird shit this week uh, for the listeners. Uh, I did interview Walker Bailey of the Pounding the Rock blog uh, on Monday. Um, so make sure to check that out if you didn't. We talked about the Spurs season. Um, and the Kawhi thing came up, obviously, a lot. Um, it's been a really weird situation. Um, the first reports that came out when the offseason started was basically like, we're only going to trade him if it's the best offer. Like it's going to have to be a phenomenal, phenomenal offer. And then they uh, backpedaled and said that they're going to offer him a super max. So the question is, what the fuck are they going to do? Give him a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, what, what's a super max now? Five years, two fifty three. Yeah, yeah. two fifty. Right? Two fifty ish. Yeah. Like uh, it might be right in a little article. It might be here. there. It might be Guys, there. We've got two nineteen. Two nineteen. That's right. my mistake. Okay. Sorry. So just a little under a quarter. Of a, <laughs> hey, you know what? If I'm quiet, I probably don't take that. Two hundred nineteen million over five years. It's a joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I, don't, I can't even fathom what two hundred nineteen million dollars must so be nice, like. Right? I wonder. I don't even have two hundred nineteen dollars in my account right now. Can you imagine if I had two hundred nineteen million? <laughs> I keep telling you, we got to get you a better job. I'm looking. Uh, so, so here's the thing: he's got two years left on his contract. This will be the supermax extension. That means he's basically going to be a spur for life. Um, but this season was weird, man. Like whatever happened there was odd. And like we talked about this on the way here, and I shout out to Walker Bailey, but bro, you Spurs fans, like you, you protect your people and your team so much and you never want to call out the bullshit like Kawhi didn't even travel he didn't even come to playoff games that were in san antonio yeah in san antonio because he was in new york wasn't he yeah but he could have easily like the thing is people want to be like well he was trying to rehab so he can come back no he fucking wasn't no he Mm -hmm. fucking wasn't he wasn't wasn't coming back this season i called it i I said it when we did our our second half bowl predictions i said Kawhi will not play another game this season and i think he played one more game and then it was over i think that so technically, you were wrong. If he's smart, he goes back. He comes back. Like if he's smart, you come back. Like if you're smart, you come back and play for. But he's got two. Oh, years. Are we willing to say Pop might be the second best coach in the league now, Brad Stevens? It's so close. Man. Well, according well, I to mean, what the Pop, other coaches, it's Dwayne Casey. What, what Pop did with that team this year, despite the fact that they ended up falling down to the seventh seed, like at one point they were the third best team in the West. Yeah, like, that, yeah. that's incredible. And really, the only reason they fell down was because Lamarcus Aldridge got hurt. Right. Lamarcus Aldridge got hurt there for a little bit, and they had a lot of injuries. Tony Parker was hurt to start the season, yeah. and then let's not forget that Greg Popovich did not coach no playoffs because his wife passed away, mm-hmm. and like this, there was a lot that happened with San Antonio this year. I, yeah, so I mean, my you gotta like people are like, oh, go to the Lakers. Like at this, in all honesty, I don't think LA is a great free agency destination. I'm not going to get into that right now I, just because that's a lot. To, well, let's to, talk about this for a second because I actually I've had this agree this disagreement with a lot of people because. I think something that people don't put enough value on is Magic Johnson as a presence with the Lakers. Like dudes now in the NBA care more about like their post NBA career legacy and like what they're able to do. And he is the goat as it pertains to building, building wealth outside of basketball after basketball is over. Yeah. But him and Shaq, I think the, okay. Yeah. Shaq and who, who endorses more products, Shaq or Mike Dick? Like, those guys will slap their name on anything. Shaq is, yeah. Shaq is great, and he's all, he's also very calculated, though. He he basically he invested in Ring, the fucking security bell, oh, yeah. uh, bell, and they just got purchased for a fuck ton of money. He made a lot of money off is of that. that. Is that those weird commercials where he pretends to be a burglar while yeah. two white people just <laughs> yeah. At The first time I saw that commercial, I was like, Shaq, Shaq. Your Uncle Tom is showing, man. What the fuck, dude? 
Yeah. Figure out your life, bro. Yeah, he's just like he's just like ooh ooh ooh. He's like <laughs> he's walking around like the goddamn Burger King, uh, <laughs> like the, Mr. King, because there was he they had a, ver- a video game for the Burger King called the Sneak King, and he would just like kind of tiptoe and go do 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 do. That's how fucking Shaq was walking in his commercial. Um, oh, he looked like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's. <laughs> But I think I think that plays a lot into guys wanting to go to L.A. Not just L.A. anymore. But it's the circus. Like it's recently in in the last few years, it's been kind of the circus. Like there's been just so much. Like I don't know. Like I just like Lonzo Ball. Like do you really want to go deal with all of that shit? Like by all accounts, like most of Lonzo Ball's teammates seem to really like him. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, like so, I I have no hate for Lonzo Ball. I actually really like him. But uh, like there's obviously the the kind of circus there. Kawhi is not uh, the kind of guy who, like, he's not, he doesn't see, he's quiet. He kind of keeps to himself. He's not, like, a big name. He doesn't put himself out there a lot. Like, I don't know how marketable that is. And, like, does that really matter to him? So the way that I look at it is, like, you can win in San Antonio. The way that TV contracts and everything are now, like, people know who you are. Like, you don't have to be in a huge market to be a super marketable star anymore. And, like, you get to play for the best coach in the NBA and arguably one of the best coaches in NBA history. Like, you have a chance to win and do a lot of things. I, if it's me, I stay. I, so the only thing is, like, I hear what you're saying. And a lot of people assume that about Kawhi because he doesn't talk. But Jordan Brand offered him a big contract and he turned that shit down because he didn't think it was big enough. And now the San Antonio also offered him extension already that he turned down. Uh, basically, he gives off this vibe that he's just like this, like every man guy who doesn't care about the limelight and just wants to win. But his actions are starting to speak a lot louder than his lack of words. <laughs> just like, the, the dude just, <laughs> I mean, oh, I like that. You a know lot. what I mean? Like it, the reality is, it's just like maybe he does want to be the star. Well, I think he wants to be the star. I think the, in all honesty, and a lot of the, there was a lot of reports of this this year. And like, obviously you can read into this kind of stuff as much as you want to, but it seems like he's got some not so great people in his ear. Right. Uh, and I think that's, that's problematic. Yeah. It's always like, I'm not opposed to like having your family be your team around you. Oh, I I 100% Um, am. Because there's been there's been situations where there's been family members that kind of take care of stuff and 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 do right by the player. Yeah. Um, but there's p- way more stories of that going really really poorly. I, I think dude, you got to look at like Kawhi Leonard, like kind of Reggie back. Rose, cool, son cool. of a bitch, dude. That guy that guy making like 300k a year from Adidas. What a fu- he got. Derrick Rose got his brother a three hundred thousand dollar a year consulting job with Adidas and his buddy like a seventy five k a year job with Adidas, like. Yo, you want to talk about bringing your friends and family on? Like, props to you. But I think, hey, if, friends and family, why can't one of you fuckers make it already and just know, start dude. making well, giving me a bunch? Something of Something happened in the womb where I came out five foot six. So. Yeah, that <laughs> ruined worse. everything. Um, so next topic, I guess. Man, the Segway game is great today. Segway. Uh, talking about another team in Texas, the Dallas Mavericks came out last week and said, "We have our eyes on a couple big name big men." Um, Specifically, Boogie Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, and Julius Randle. Now, another thing that happened last week is Boogie was just like, the Pelicans want me. They got to pay me. Yeah. And he unfollowed them on Twitter and Instagram like NBA players do. Just real quick. (laughs) Just real quick. I saw that too, obviously, that they unfollowed. Do people legitimately just like... 
Does somebody scour DeMarcus Cousins' follower, or like who he's following every day to see, like, how do people know that so we, quickly? We recently found out, I think it was last week, or maybe, yeah, it was last week, that it's someone's job to count how many times James Harden dribbles a basketball. Yeah. Motherfuckers are thirsty for random stats. <laughs> the it's NBA is ridiculous. a twelve month a se- It's a twelve month a year oh, sport. It is. No, it for sure, and is. it dominates the news. Like, like this, this is coming from. Shout out to WAR Baseball Podcast. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Like, baseball is boring as fuck because its players are boring as fuck. NBA, the NBA has surpassed even the NFL as as it become as it pertains to just marketability and just being out there in the limelight. Because their stars are marketable. They have active social media accounts and you see them. they're everywhere. You, they exactly. don't have a helmet on. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I mean, yeah, they're all like, very know. charismatic. And like, quite frankly, like, I mean, take this for what it is, but like you got like a lot of these guys that are, that are playing professional baseball are like Dominican or like from, you know, some, right. Some which we did like, talk about that. And, and I did say like hard, part of the hard part with baseball is like the, the language barrier. Most of these guys don't yeah. speak English. So yeah. it's just like, they're yes, they're the best players in baseball, but also like Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And if he walked into this room right now, I'd be I like, know who, who the fuck is Not this guy? Chance. Who is <laughs> yeah. this guy? Bryce Harper, I'd know, I guess. Sure. Bryce yeah. Harper for sure. Yeah, and Cubs, like your Cubs local players. Cubs players, yeah, maybe sure. some Sox players. I will say this, even if he wasn't local, there's no way in hell I'm not going to recognize Chris Bryant's eyes. That's fair. You get, you get lost in them. You get lost in them. Keep going. He's, uh, he's so handsome. Well, so, something that's funny is <laughs> the Mavs are like, we're going to have real good centers, but they're not even talking about their own center as on the list of well, centers. Well, so like Nerlens is that like uh, his poor he head. got so so I was listening to a podcast the other day. And he's going to go to Houston to eat hot dogs. That's what's I think. Uh, so here's my big that. here's my big fear about Nerlens. I think that Nerlens is going to go into free agency this year, and Golden State's going to pick him up. And they're just going to turn him into the Nerlens he always should have been. Great, what a great destination! Look at what they rehabbed Javale McGee. I'm saying, oh my god! Like the Yo, thing is, hey, dude, hold on. Oh no no, I love. Oh no no, I love Javale. I love. Proud of Homewood. I love. Pride of Homewood, Flossmore, Illinois. McGee. No, I um, love him. I was just thinking. I was just thinking to myself, like, fuck, what is if like that is now we're what we're talking we're talking do. about younger, more athletic Javale McGee in Nerlens Noel. And the thing is, like. In Philly, he was great, serviceable, solid on the defensive end, and was a fun rim runner. What happened is Rick Carlisle does not fuck around. Nope. If you play his way or it's the fucking highway, he runs it like a college program, and Nerlens wanted to freelance too much on the offensive side of the court, and Rick Carlisle was like, I don't play that shit, dude. You play offense the way that I want. You you pick up, you pick and roll on the perimeter, you roll to the basket, you rim run, you get your alley-oops, and you stay happy, and you play defense, and that's how you play here if you want to earn touches on my team and he didn't want to do it so he didn't fucking play him it's that simple um but like looking at boogie for a second i'm curious and we've talked about this before but with an injury like that to a guy that's that large what what do these teams do with a guy who's clearly the best center in the nba oh i killed 1000 percent disagree with that statement who's the best center in the nba i don't know but it's not demarcus cousins it's absolutely boogie is Joel not. Embiid is better than Boogie? I'd rather have Joel Embiid. Yeah. I mean, I would too. I fucking I I I like Boogie as a dude, but as a basketball player, he frustrates me to no end. The thing is, though, like, yeah, he's I, the I, most talented center in the NBA, n- bar none. I, mean, I think he's. Close. I think he's. A, I think he's been a stat stuffer on a bad te- on bad teams for a long time. For, and I, yeah. I just, he is. He he had a high usage rate in Sacramento. Uh, like he was like he had like a his average usage rate in Sacramento was like twenty six point five percent. He also had no help in Sacramento. He had Rudy Gay, ever. He had Rudy Gay and Darren Collison, who are I, like I'm and Isaiah Thomas at one point. Yeah, well, he pretty much got him out of there. 
Yeah, which like, is weird because they're like best buds. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm my for me I'm just not I'm not a huge Demarcus Cousins guy and a lot of people are and everybody argues this. Oh, I, me, so I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I won't. I won't I've been very it. vocal about how I feel about Demarcus Cousins on many occasions. But the thing is, no matter what, whether it's Dallas, whether it's New Orleans, or whoever, like yeah, the injury concern, like Achilles tear. Like look at everybody that had an Achilles tear. Like their career was immediately derailed. Like you know, Kobe is the one guy that you could maybe point to and say like, oh, like he, but he was. At the tail end of his career anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's such so, a hard thing to judge right, because he was exactly. older anyways. But somebody's going to pay him. Right. Whether it's Dallas, whether it's New Orleans. Like, somebody's going to give him the money. Uh, hell, dude, I'm telling you the truth. I don't really like him, but you know what? Maybe sell tickets in Orlando. <laughs> 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 it always comes back to give, it. Give the guy some money. I look, I, hey, man, I don't have a lot, okay? <laughs> oh, we know. We know. Well, it's funny, too, because like Dallas has the five, the number five overall pick in this year's draft, and many people have them getting Mo Bamba. Um, but... Once again, Rick Carlisle doesn't like projects. Like it was a shock that he no, started he Dennis Smith. It was a shock that he played Dennis Smith this year. But yeah. they had no choice because yeah, they, they, they had they, absolutely nothing. They, they had no choice. Who is their backup point? Is Devin Harris back there? No. Well, yeah, Devin Harris is still there too. But they also have Yogi Ferrell. Ah, uh, yeah. Forgot. Oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like Yogi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boo boo. Picking a basket. Is JJ Reyes still playing? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. JJ. JJ's my man. Remember when, remember when Andrew Bynum almost killed him? Just destroy him, dude. He's so small. Why would you do that to him, Andrew? Andrew Bynum's probably bowling right now. No question. No question. So, couple of. All NBA teams came out this week. Uh, first and foremost was the all rookie team. So I'm just going to read out the uh, all rookie first and second teams. Uh, first team is Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, Laurie Markinen. Any objections on the first team, y'all? Nah, I love it. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like Laurie should have gotten a couple more first. Like, team I completely votes, agree. But how dare they? Yeah, I like. Yeah, no, I, I'd say it's yeah, a good it's, fucking. Okay, it's a fucking now, good one. The second team. A little bit more fun here. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonzo Ball, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich. The man so nice they named him twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I fucking love Bogdan. He's great. Uh, and then Josh Jackson. Now, real quick, just a weird NBA Twitter moment. Uh, one time I tweeted out, I don't think anybody really pays attention to the fact that Bogdan Bogdanovich's name is just his name repeated twice. <laughs> Serbian Twitter or wherever he's from came out of the woodwork. I had like 15 replies to that tweet, and I'm like, who are these people? And like, people were like, they teed off on me about it. Ser- and I was like, yo, guys, it was just a joke. Serbians love basketball, dude. I talk yeah, to Milos really about it all the time. Um, so any major objections with this second team? I have one in particular, uh, but I'd like to hear everybody else's I'm assuming yours first. is Josh Jackson. Mine is 100% Josh uh, Jackson. Mainly because he did not actually have a good season until like the last... Like, like the last month of the NBA. Yeah, like the, it was like, yeah, like the last month and a half, two like, months. where's my guy OG Ananobi? Where's OG? OG? Be in there. Where's yep. OG? OG should have been right? in there. Like, where's Jared Allen even? Like, I would take either one of those guys over Josh Jackson this season. Did Luke Kennard have a good season? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even think Luke Kennard knows. Yeah, it was, a, it was a meh season for the Detroit Pistons as a whole. But, like, all rookie teams, like, Lonzo, I get it. I get it. He 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 righted the ship on that one. I definitely like John Collins. A lot. Yep. John Atlanta. Collins is actually He's a player great. I'm very high on. I think John Collins is like a – I don't know if I would say this is like his his player comparison, but like John Collins reminds me of a guy that will have like a David West career 
where he's like a really good player always. Like yeah. never like great or transcendent, yeah. but just like a really good player, maybe like, like a really good career. One all-star appearance in his entire career. Yeah, like maybe. just a good, yeah. like I don't know why David David West is the first kind of guy that popped into my mind. Makes just sense. a good yeah. NBA player. John like he'll Collins, probably play 11, John Collins is so goddamn athletic, dude. Like he's so fucking strong yeah. and athletic. Um, yeah, Atlanta got a good one to him. And also, like this might be a stretch. I'd take Shemi Ojale over fucking Josh Jackson season this year. Like, yeah, there's a lot of rookies think, who had much better seasons than yeah, Josh Yeah, he did Jackson. great. Milos, tell it, tell it, tell it, nope, tell it, tell nope, it, nope, nope, won't do it, I, won't I think do it. They're just like, ah, he's 40, we can't say he's a rookie. <laughs> um, so I know I put this last, but I figured since we're on the topic of things anyways, let's, let's just it. talk about it. The All-NBA teams came out this week. Yep. Um, this is a little bit smaller than I thought it was going to be, but I'll go yeah, ahead and I read it off. Um, I can't read it in general. But. That's, yeah. Well, that's why we're doing an audio uh, format. Yeah, you ain't got to read when people are saying stuff into your ears. Try to pull it up here. Okay, so first team, first team All NBA this season was James Harden, yep. LeBron James, yep. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant. Second team, Giannis, Russ, Joel Embiid, Lamarcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan. Third team, Steph Curry, Victor Oladipo, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Where did they fuck up? Victor Oladipo. Completely agree. I think, I what team do you think been... he should have been on? Number two. Yeah, Second team two. instead of? Russell Westbrook. Oh, Ooh. I had him. Man, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double this season. I can't take that away from him. I don't care. Did anybody care? Remember when he averaged that triple-double? He needed like 16 rebounds to get it this season. Yeah. And he did it, and people were like, huh, okay. Cool, man. People were talking about it. It's two seasons in a row of averaging a triple-double. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I put him there over Westbrook. Probably, I mean, in all honesty... You should probably be over there over DeMar DeRozan. That's I what love, I would say. by the way, but like... I, I, mean, thought, I thought DeMar DeRozan for sure. Um, a lot of people are mad about Damian Lillard making first team All-NBA. Dude, that guy's so good. He has... Other, outside of CJ, he has no help. Yeah. yeah. No Because uh, Nurkic is hit or miss. Nurkic kind of just I, fell yeah. off. Yeah. I, I, I also want to point out on his Instagram... He put a picture of him, like you know, on the court, and a picture of that that white lady that was in Oakland that called the cops on the people for barbecuing. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, if you hating, call the cops." That's what he said. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" So my, he, uh, he does this four bar, uh, this four bar four Friday, bar Friday yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, my brother, uh, my brother makes music. He's a, a rap musician, uh, <laughs> and uh, he makes music of the rap persuasion. <laughs> Uh, and he uh, he always posts like he always uh, sends stuff to Dame and Dame threw him up on his uh, on his Instagram one oh, day. Oh no shit, that's awesome! And uh, like so, I always thought I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know, Dame just seems like a really relatable dude. He's a yeah. talented ass basketball player, and he has no help. Like him as a guy. Um, yeah. Another guy. This might be a bit of a hot take here, but I actually think that Al Horford should have been on the third team instead of Carl Anthony Towns, based on this season alone. I think you're. I think you're basing this off of a recent. Uh, yeah, play. recency. No, no, I'm, I feel I'm really like not. This is a recency. Bias. I think that Carl Anthony Towns had a subpar season overall. Oh, I agree with that. I drafted him like third overall in fantasy basketball. That guy was trash. And I think <laughs> Al, Hor- Al Horford was basically the 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 thing that kept that Boston Celtics defense together all season. Was an All Star. Um, was most likely the last pick in the All Star Game draft, but that doesn't matter. He was. They he's, announced it. He's he, just a really boring. He said it himself. He's a boring player, but yeah. he's he was the best. He was this year's Boston Celtics MVP, and I think he should have made third team All NBA this year. Yeah, and you, I could also be, I could also be persuaded to remove Paul George for Ben Simmons. I'm just gonna say that. Oh yeah, uh, that could no. Work. See, I thought Paul George got a bad rap this year, and I, I thought agree. he played really well. Uh, he I, I, so I, well. I, I got, I got no issue with that. Um, 
I don't. Um, what about Steph Curry? Any issues with Steph Curry making any other teams this year? No. Instead of like a Chris Paul? No, because no, he I was take so most good. issue with Kristaps Porzingis getting one vote. <laughs> like, he was to a great it start. was because he got hurt. Also, Dwight Howard got a vote. Did Dwight what? Howard vote for Dwight Howard? What? Trevor Ariza got a vote. What? Steven Adams got a vote. Two votes. Steven Adams makes sense. Steven Adams is amazing. People were mad that Nikola Jokic didn't make the team. Sorry, buddy. That was a big thing. Like, people were... Yo. NBA Twitter was mad. Yeah. Jo- Why? Jokic fans are fucking... They're, they love him. Dude. Yeah. They oh, my NBA. God. They love him. The NBA him. subreddit is... A f- it's kind of a cesspool, in all honesty. Like, if, I feel like there's Damn a lot right, of, baby. I'm on lot, it every single day. A lot of 15, 16-year-old, like, wigger kids that are on there. For sure. Uh, and they, like... Like they just like kind of get into these things and like they love him and I'm like he's good but like holy shit man yeah. you guys act like he is like mm-hmm. the second coming yeah. they, you know why because every time someone is like Jokic is just okay they're like but you're not looking at the per 36 man you guys got <laughs> you guys got to really look into it people you, love that oh my god I love, look I'm an, I love advanced stats I love per 36 but like people take that like it's like the word of our right. word it's gospel yeah. like oh man cuz people be, cuz if you look at per 36s there are people who have better per 36s than Michael Jordan who are definitely not better than Michael Jordan that's true and it's mainly because Michael Jordan those are just his real stats his per 36 <laughs> like it's um so we got two more topics before we wrap up today um uh, so Dwayne Casey clearly um got fired recently mm-hmm. um and the Raptors congratulated him on Twitter winning. Why did they do that? Now the NBA announcing the Raptors congratulated that's, him. Oh, we got really fired. That's him. like the equivalent of you breaking up with your girl, and then her birthday comes up, and you see a picture of her on IG, and you double tap it. Like that's just a weird way to like no, say that's you're not, welcome. No, it's worse than that. That's me literally posting a photo of her. Of and be like, happy, like <laughs> yo, happy birthday, Lauren. Like, hope it's a good one. Like, like that is literally okay. me throwing you, her a birthday you, shout out. You one up me. You one up me. That's great. Oh man, that's real good. That's I awful. Love that. Um, so turns out reports came out today that he is the front runner for the Detroit Pistons uh, coaching vacation or vacation uh, vacancy. Vacancy. Uh, <laughs> he's currently I mean, on honestly, vacation. Coaching in Detroit is kind of like a vacation. Like, it's the, it's like Bizarro vacation. It's that's they use Detroit but, for like all the zombie movies. <laughs> so. It's not great. Uh, Premier destination. Uh, Blake Griffin was on part of my take, and they kept asking questions about like uh, comparing Detroit to L.A., and he was just like, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, there's uh, cars everywhere, and um, yeah, the stadium. and uh, Overlooked overlooked <laughs> point about playing for or working for the Detroit Pistons organization is that they are owned by the Little Caesars pizza guy, and you can get <laughs> oh, all really? those hot and ready pizzas. Yo, shout out. Hold on real quick. Little Caesars Cut the check, bro. This is this is some free promotion right here. You get all the five dollar hot and ready pieces you want. So that's kind of overlooked, maybe. That's true, and at Staples Center, you just get paper, and nobody yeah. wants that shit. Nobody anymore. wants paper. Um, so, anyways, Dwayne Casey, good Unless or bad call for the Detroit money. Pistons? Um, good call, great, bad call. Great call. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. That's a terrible He's... job. If I'm Dwayne Casey, I don't want. Well, that we job. we talked about this. Once Stan Van Gundy got fired, that's probably the worst job on the market. Mm-hmm. Because you're strapped for, for money. You have no flexibility whatsoever. Your future is in Blake Griffin's knees and Andre Drummond's teeth. And hairy shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forget he had hairy shoulders. Such hairy shoulders. So, so hairy. He's like Fozzie Bear. Yes. He's so hairy. Waka waka. Like. But he's got like... And then he's got like... Reggie Jackson. Whatever the hell Reggie Jackson Bobby is Bobby uh, Yeah, Bobby Schmerda. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, Dwayne Casey, look, Dwayne, I was not a big fan of Dwayne Casey's in Toronto until last this past season, really. Yeah, he did very good this um, year. I thought he was... He, to me, was like the most overrated coach in the NBA. Um, 
for a team that had, you know, substantial results. It just felt like he wasn't a huge um, asset to them and really doesn't make adjustments in the playoffs. I like yep. him a lot as a coach under specific circumstances. Like, sure. for example, and I know I'll tie everything back to Orlando, but I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Orlando has a lot of young players. I don't know if I'd go as far to say young talent, but we have a lot of young players. They got uh, some young and bodies. I think he is yeah. a guy who can get you there. He can get you to the top of the hill. But he can't get you over the hump, which is pretty yeah, like um, by what he did in uh, in Toronto. Mark um, Jackson, I couldn't think of his name yeah, for a second there. Like exactly. a Mark Jackson, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, like, and and so I, I I think he's a good coach, and I think he's a good coach in the right circumstance. But he's, dude, they give if head coaches get three years, right? You, you're guaranteed three years. They basically give you this little window. He's a three year coach in Detroit because that roster is terrible. They don't have any money. They're a team that will either be at the back end of the lottery or like somewhere in that. Like yeah. they might make the playoffs. Yeah, like, in the playoffs. That, you just, they're they're in basketball purgatory. In all honesty, is where you don't want to be. And like that's not a great job. And I don't think he's a good coach for that situation. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I, agree um, I wish him the best. Uh, if he does get the job, it's not set in stone yet. I also wonder who Toronto's going to go after because there aren't a lot of coaches left. No. Like, Please hire Steve Clifford because apparently Orlando is interested in Steve Clifford, and that is. <laughs> I don't think Steve Clifford's a bad coach. I think he got he doesn't a bad. Play, he won't play. He doesn't play young guys though. He also was in a situation where like Michael Jordan gave a lot of money to a lot of people that he probably shouldn't have given money to, like Nicholas Batum and Marvin Williams. Like they gave him big contracts yeah. and that strapped them for cash. Like they, he made it. Now, granted, to, to Jordan's credit, he made the same mistake as everybody else when the salary cap blew up. He just threw money at people. Yep. Marvin Williams. I just want to. Marvin Williams was drafted before Chris Paul. And Darren Williams. And Darren Williams. <laughs> and everybody knows that. Like, I'm not, this isn't a groundbreaking thing, but I just, every time somebody mentions Marvin Williams, that's all I think about. He's like, a, he's he was the one of those guys. second pick. Yeah. Behind Aussie Andre. I have a firm belief in that you do not draft players from the University of Kansas or the University of North Carolina. Uh, or wait, Kansas University? KU, right? Yeah, my bad. Can't you don't draft players from Kansas or North Carolina very high. Like, okay, Michael Jordan, fine, I'll give you that. But like they've got a track record. Name some of the recent players that have come out of there. Oh, or, they haven't had anybody Kansas recently. either. Like they just they, they, they don't. Yeah, I was like, I can't think of shit right now. Andrew Wiggins, Kansas, Thomas Robinson, Kansas, uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, Josh Jackson, Kansas, Joel Embiid. Okay, I'm sure I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay, like, well, technically by, by our standards, that, that they, means they got they one for each They haven't team. been great. I mean, Ben McLemore, like they've had a lot of busts that what's come they, out of that what's school. What's he up to? Uh, he was in Memphis this year, had a bad season, just like every other season in his career. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he was still in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at one point, uh, when he got drafted, I at one point was like, "Ooh, Orlando, maybe him with the second pick." You know, like, <laughs> I was uh, so. I, you that know, was look. a weird draft. Um, last story of the day. So somebody posted on IG the other day, um, yesterday, in fact, and basically said that Kyle Korver is better than Car- Carmelo Anthony as of today. And Melo was not happy about this. He clapped back and said, "Get the fuck out of here." Um, now. None of us are stupid enough to believe that when their careers are over, that people will say that Kyle Korver had a better career than Carmelo Anthony. Kyle Korver's from Iowa. I might. <laughs> okay, well, us that don't have biased opinions will never say that Carmelo Anthony didn't have a better career overall <laughs> than Kyle Korver. However, this season, the 2018 version of Kyle Korver versus Carmelo Anthony, it's hard not to argue that Kyle Korver was more impactful and a better player than Carmelo Anthony this season. 
I'd probably rather have him this year and maybe last year too. Maybe yeah, last year. I you agree. Could, you can maybe convince oh, yeah. me last year. I agree. Uh, Although Kyle Anthony, Korver was in a weird situation last year in Atlanta and then kind of like picked things up when he got traded to Cleveland. So like he was kind of in no man's land. But this yeah. year playing for the Cavs and even in the Doing playoffs, like he's, he's basically been the second best player on Cleveland's team this entire playoff. Yeah, run. either the second or the third, depending on if Kevin Love feels like showing up that game. And I, I don't like Carmelo Anthony is just the most confident man I have ever met. He really is. He, and it's weird to think that on a team that has Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook isn't the most confident player on the team. <laughs> Because Carmelo Anthony is like, what are you guys talking about? You see that jab step? I'm going to get everything. I can do this. Don't worry about it. I'm going to shoot threes. I'm like, but you haven't hit like the last 19 threes. He shot like 31% from three this he season. He was bad. Yeah. It was bad. It, it was And worse in the playoffs somehow. Yeah. Um, he made Andre Roberson look good at shooting threes. It was yeah. wild. What Jay, what did I say about Carmelo Anthony a couple weeks ago? Maybe th- two or three weeks ago? What did I, I, what did, uh, I referred to him as ta 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 rash That's true. He said it just <laughs> like that. That's what he is. He said, I said it, it just like that. He said it just like that. I was there. We couldn't stop talking about it. Um, I, he's so bad. Like he doesn't. He he is a he is a net negative yeah. for you on the floor at yeah. this point in his career. His, his old man game has just. It's just he's just an old man now. He is. Yeah. He's just and he's always been. He's another one of those NBA players who's always been doughy and it's just he's never taken care of himself. He's never really now. Granted, offensively. At his peak, he had so many different ways to get at you, so many yep. different ways to kill you. But he hasn't taken care of himself, and it, his he's aging. He's aging worse than Dwayne Wade, and I thought Dwayne Wade was just like done. He's yeah. kind of like I don't mean this in a skill set comparison, but like he's kind of like a Dominique Wilkins to some degree. That mm-hmm. like really good. like Dominique. I love Dominique Wilkins, like one of my favorite like old school players of all time. But like. What did Dominique Wilkins do? He scored a lot of points. He grabbed some rebounds. He dished out some assists. He had some fucking cool dunks and stuff. But, like, outside of that, like, he didn't do anything. He didn't win anything. He didn't really ever make his team that much better. And that's, like, kind of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's going to go down like like Allen Iverson did, where Allen Iverson's yeah. like, I'm starting or I'm not fucking playing. The yeah. most overrated player of all time. Stop. All right, we're going to stop this recording. <laughs> now he's, now I'm just kidding. I just like to throw a hot sometimes with the um, Predictions for tonight's game. Um... I think Golden State. I just don't foresee them losing two in a row. I think they ha- it hasn't happened to them in like Golden two State years. by more than ten. Okay, Golden oh, State okay. by double digits. Golden ten State, or more. Ten I or more. Say. Ten or more. Ten or okay. more. I think that the Warriors are going to lose. I'm going to call Ooh. the Rockets winning in a in a in, by a wide margin. I'm going to say I'm going to say Rockets by fourteen. Damn. How? Okay. Just curious. Uh, KD or like who? How many? How many does KD have tonight? KD have a good game or a bad game tonight? I think KD has another bad game, and I think that's why the Rockets end up winning this game. Okay, that's my prediction. I think Steph's going to go off for thirty plus. I think so too, and I, I think, think they're going to win by double digits. All right, well, it's on the record, y'all. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we wrap up today? No. Uh, Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nikki Palooza. Time to plug. Uh, if y'all's in the Chicagoland area. The next four Sunday, yeah, I got four more shows uh, at the IO Theater. I'm be performing improv 8 p.m. Sundays, 8 p.m. Uh, at in the Dell Close Theaters. That's what the theater name. What time is that again? 8 p.m. Thank Sundays you. at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just plug my social media. Of course, uh, you can follow Naturally. me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. You can also follow me on Instagram at Tad Hall. 
I don't recommend it. I mostly literally only post pictures with my girlfriend. So like, yeah, it's, it's not, really not, not super not interesting. A great, not a great follow. Sorry, it's not Lauren. a great follow. I'll be, Lauren's, I'll be honest with you. Lauren's great. Uh, y'all are not a good follow. Uh, you can follow me at J underscore Kila's on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also follow NBA on Instagram at NBA pod on Twitter at NBA pod and on Facebook at you guessed it. NBA pod. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Give us five stars. If you feel so inclined to do so. Um, also give us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast. Tell your friends. It's basketball season. It's playoff season. We're about to be in the finals. People want to listen to people talk about basketball. Uh, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye.